from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast Search Kempa Cola ad on YouTube and this is the video that pops up. It's said to be the first time a gangly 15-year-old named Salman Khan featured on screen. And it was perhaps a sign of things to come given he was shirtless even in the ad. But today's episode isn't about the actor but the brand he was endorsing. Kempa Cola had the two Cs in its name shaped just like those in the brand of cola it was trying to replace. Coca-Cola. Right after the US giant exited India, Campacola tried to be its worthy successor. As we all know now, it didn't really work out. Nearly 4 decades later, Reliance Retail seems set to revive the brand after buying it from its original makers for 22 crore rupees. Vikram Doctor is one of the finest writers on food in India, and recently he wrote a column for TY Plus about the history, death, and resurgence of Campacola. We asked him if he was surprised by Reliance's decision to acquire this long dead brand. Yeah, I must admit I was really surprised. I didn't even know if who owned the brand and why Reliance was going to like uh, develop it. It's really interesting. I mean, it shows that Reliance is serious about developing its FMCG uh, portfolio. It also comes at a really interesting time for Reliance when, you know, uh, Mukesh Ambani is handing over to our next generation with his kids. one gets a sense that he is you know developing many options for them to develop and see what works for them so yeah it's 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 very interesting in today's episode my colleague jairaj singh and i are speaking with vikram doctor about the history of campacola and what explains the enduring success of colas but we started off with the absolute basics for a generation that doesn't even know campacola Vikram, I'm going to start with asking a question that, uh, like, an '80s kid would ask. For a, for me, I don't know what Campa Cola is. Uh, <laughs> could you start by just describing what it's like? Because I grew up with thumbs up. So, what was Campa Cola like? I mean, you know, after all these years, even I can't remember like the taste. It was a cola, and honestly, at some level, I really find this mystique of the different tasting colas. um a, a bit overhyped i mean the fact that there's something some cola is so much better than the other that you're going to love it forever um is is sort of nuts but you know this this is part of the way the whole cola uh, experience has been built up uh, i was trying to find out when these colas were actually launched both thumbs up and campa cola and there's some mystery about this because you know there was this story that we were all told about as a kid about how even before coca cola came to india which was around 1950 1951 this indian entrepreneur sometimes a chauhan sometimes charanjit singh had come up with a cola which was so much better than coca cola that coca cola paid uh, the entrepreneur to lock up the formula in his in his uh, safe and not launch it in india until you know coca cola went there was an idea that there was always this better superior indian cola which coca cola suppressed you know it shows how this myth making about cola began from a really early time 
I mean, in a sense, Coca-Cola did come and we, we are in this phase now where we believe that we've always had the answers. It's just that we've not been allowed to talk about it to the world and it's always been locked up somewhere. Yeah, and, and again, this mystique of the Coca-Cola formula, which, you know, was so important in the 1970s. Um, the, the fact that George Fernandez, a, a minister in the union government, took up this huge panga with like Coca-Cola and demanded that they hand over the formula and Coca-Cola refused and, and preferred to pull out of India. And that actually is also part of Coca-Cola's international mystique, that the formula is so precious that they, they would give up a market like India rather than share the formula. Now, the thing is, the basics of the formula have long been known, not because anybody has the actual formula, but simply by checking the buying patterns uh, of, of the inputs. And, you know, based on the, on the spice combinations that Coca-Cola buys from the international market, a basic formula has been known for like ages. Essentially, what Coca-Cola and all colas are is a citrus drink with a sort of extra bunch of spices and a lot of caramel, which gives it the black, the, the, the black coloring. And that's the basics of cola. And everything else is just tinkering with the formulas uh, slightly. But yet, this idea of this huge mystique is there. And that is, is where the marketing comes in. And why, in a way, as I said in the article that I wrote, the colas are really an example of pure marketing. I mean, with other products like soap or, you know, foods, etc., there are physical needs. You know, we need to have them and uh, uh, marketing adds on. Whereas all the colas are products created by pure marketing. And um, that's what is, is, is so important in their mystique. Like you said, the mystique of Camper Cola arises from the fact that it also is considered this drink that came when Coca-Cola shifted out. But they were intrinsically linked to Coca-Cola as well, right? That's partly why Camper Cola was such an early success. I mean, uh, Pure Foods, Sharanji Singh of Pure Foods was the uh, Indian franchisee for Coca-Cola. So I don't think they started in the 1950s, but sometime in the 1960s, they, they, they took over the, the dealership for Coca-Cola. So once the Janta government came in and started talking about like kicking out uh, Coca-Cola, uh, Charanjit Singh uh, was, was perfectly positioned uh, to move in because he knew the business. He knew the dealers. Uh, the, the really key thing was the, the, was the logistics because keep in mind at that time, we didn't have uh, plastic bottles. So basically, the way to get these colas was through the glass bottles. And the glass bottles were pretty expensive in themselves. So you had to have this reverse uh, flow. And I don't know if you, if you remember this, uh, where, where you, know, you, you would get the glass bottles yes. and, you, and then you'd have to give them back. <laughs> yes. you know, and you got trinkets time, in return. <laughs> and the first time you got it, you had to give a slight deposit in, to the Kirana shop and things like that. What uh, Charanjit Singh had mastered was that whole logistic system of sending the glass bottles and getting them back. And you know, one example of how important the glass bottles were that a very classic tactic of the early cola wars was simply to break your competitors bottles um, because by breaking the bottles uh, you know you added to their cost because then they had to like pay for the cost of, of the new bottles and yet despite being this sort of desi cola which has its secret formula and everything why didn't camper cola work a couple of reasons you know uh, one is a, a, a camper cola was mostly centered around delhi uh, Delhi and, and, the, and the adjoining like uh, uh, territories. Um, and it's true that Delhi was a much larger part of the marketing uh, universe at, at, at that time. Smaller towns, smaller cities uh, had not really become the powerhouses that they are today. So uh, by controlling the Delhi market, uh, Chalanjit Singh did control uh, a lot. But even then, 
outside Delhi, Kampa was never really big. I mean, I grew up in South India where it was not very common. Uh, in Bombay, very quickly, the Chauhans uh, moved to, take, uh, to, to have thumbs up control the market. And Ramesh Chauhan just basically outdid Charanjit Singh at his own game. Uh, for one thing, he remained focused on the business. Uh, I think the big mistake Charanjit Singh did was that he got distracted by too many things. He got into politics. He was an MP. Uh, he had all these real estate businesses going along, built La, uh, the La Meridian um, you know, for the Asiad. So he got involved in all these side businesses and also in politics, which put him in the crosshairs when the Janta government came to power. So I think it's really simply that. A, he was too focused on Delhi. And B, he got distracted by uh, politics and real estate and a whole bunch of other things. And he died very young, around 52 year, uh, years old. So then, I mean, it, it, you know, you see Campa Cola kind of vanishing as Leher Pepsi and then Coca-Cola returns. Right. Uh, why didn't it have a shot ever after that? Chalanjit Singh died very young. He died at 52. And after that, there was this big family feud which pretty much split, split the business. I mean, uh, he had tried uh, tying up with Cadbury Schweppes earlier. To, which, and remember, Cadbury Schweppes was the third largest uh, uh, soda manufacturer in, in the world at that time. He thought that would be his, his future. He, he would uh, distribute Cadbury Schweppes uh, so, uh, uh, soft drinks. But very quickly, within about two or three years, he landed up in a feud with Cadbury Schweppes. And it became part of the family feud. The, the brother tried, tried taking over the, the Cadbury Schweppes side of the business. And as I said, then he died at just 52. Whereas Ramesh Chauhan has just lasted. Even once he sold colas, he remained in, in the drinks business by, uh, by developing Bisneri. You know, given India's love for thumbs up, which still continues to occupy uh, a place of its own among uh, the cola drinkers, uh, you know, Old Monk and thumbs up is right. still the preferred drink. Yeah. What um, it seems that nostalgia is very much inbuilt to our tastes, at least for the colas. I mean, nostalgia is a huge force in marketing across the world. Um, and I think uh, marketers have become very savvy about this. Social media has just multiplied this because, you know, people become nostalgic about brands that, that, that they had when like just 15 years or 10, 15 years ago. And marketers are, are actively playing with this. You know, every, every time they threaten to withdraw something and then this huge like campaign springs up on social media. No, bring this back, bring this back. And it's a great marketing tactic. But I suppose it also shows that the, the importance of brands have in, in, in building our, our, our lives and how much they mean for us, you know, as we grow up, especially brands that we consumed as, as kids. These were the first products that we were given to, uh, to consume uh, ourselves is something special for, for ourselves. I mean, I, I gave that example of, of uh, that film photograph where uh, the, the heroine of the film uh, remembers being, being bought a Campa Cola every day by her, her grandfather. And after he died, which coincidentally was around the time Campa Cola also shut its shop, she's never drunk another cola drink. I saw that you cola. And the, the film, which was produced by Ritesh Batra, uh, has a whole subplot about the hero tries to keep trying to find one last bottle of Campa Cola to give her. So it, it's that, I guess. It, it, it recalls our youth, our times that in retrospect were happy and shows the powers that brands have. How has cola repositioned itself in an age where we're now talking about addiction? We're talking about the, the, the ills of of consuming so much processed sugar, 
you will notice the cola category as a whole is is less important now it's not as important in in our uh, you know marketing in the portfolio brands uh, products that we buy as it was in the in the days when campa cola was launched now we have so many other things to spend on we have so many other drinks to spend on the big changes in recent years has been the launch of things like paperboat uh, which have come up with desi drinks which appeal to like a different kind of of no, of nostalgia and also uh, now there are uh, there are uh, sugar free drinks and it'll be really interesting to see if reliance will develop a sugar free version of campa cola which never existed earlier uh, it'll be a sign of how serious reliance is about campa cola that uh, are they going to keep it like thumbs up as this one iconic sort of product which will have a niche market but not a huge market or if they're going to develop a diet version which might show that they're really serious about it becoming larger the medicinal properties of cola drinks have been around for so long you know people continue to think that it's actually a great summer drink has that been busted you know they started off as health drinks i mean it started off in the 19th century as uh, drinks that were concocted by people trying to sell patent medicines uh, coca cola was was launched as a as a sort of drink by john pemberton who was a, a veteran of the of the civil war and had he had he had suffered really severe wounds in the civil war so he you know he he lived in pain for a long time so he wanted drinks that would help uh, which would have drugs that would help him like dull his pain hence he used things like cocaine uh, and and cola nuts and things like that which would help him be, so you know that was his his reason for developing coca cola pepsi cola uh, was 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 launched as the name suggests to deal with dyspepsia seven up uh, uh, one forgets originally contained lithium salts uh, which are pr- prescribed for depression the origins of many of these drinks are, are like really weird but basically they took off uh, because they were sweet and then they they were carbonated and uh, I, i guess they do provide energy i remember in south africa uh, finding a lot of you know really poor people their lunches would often be just a loaf of bread and a and a, and a bottle of coke and that's what gives them energy sugar and carbs and where do you see colas going from here like do they survive or will they do you see them at some point dying out no, I, i don't think they'll die out clearly they are still tasty enough and you know, there there's uh, enough marketing push behind them to keep them growing but if you look at it they really share the sort of uh, shelves now with such a wide range of drinks i mean uh, the colas themselves have had to come up with diet versions for most of the products uh, brands like paperboat have have shown the potential of of traditional indian drinks also keep in mind that one very basic reason why these drinks have survived in india is because they they seen a safe to drink you know in in a country where where so much of our water is still uh, seen as unsafe to drink uh, a very very big reason for drinking colas is because they they they're seen as safe and yes it's true that you know the whole bottled water market has developed but there are always stories about you know we we see how somebody filling bottled water from the tap and things like that whereas a cola drink is harder to fake in that sense Uh, many salesmen you know who go out into the in the fields have 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 told me that you know as far as possible we try and only drink colas because we know that's that's not going to give us an upset stomach tourists are always told like you know don't drink the water drink drink colas um among the people who died in the car crash along with Cyrus Mistry was uh Dinshaw of, of Dukes yeah yes and and yeah. this brought back some attention on Duke uh duke and sons the, the yeah. and i think this was the first uh first soda drink of india if i'm not mistaken 
Parsis uh, were, were some of the first to get into developing the soda business in India. Hence, uh, that sort of uh, cliched name, Soda Bottle Wala, which is actually exists. I mean, Soda Bottle Opener Wala does not exist. I mean, Soda Wala is an established Parsi name. And in places like Bombay, it's it's true that, um, you know, once uh, the idea, the, the carbonation business uh, began in the late uh, uh, 19th century, uh, Parsi entrepreneurs were the first to, to, uh, to, to bring it uh, to uh, India and establish it in places uh, like Bombay and also hill stations. Uh, Mathiran, uh, which is where the British would go to like relax, became really big places to have uh, this carbonated soda business. So uh, actually, uh, I think even before Dukes, there was Rogers, which still exists, uh, I, I, I think. Um, and Rogers was probably the first soda brand. Um, and Dukes came later. But you know, the thing about Dukes is Dukes was actually more famous uh, for Mangola, which was not a carbonated drink. It was a mango drink. Um, and there was a whole mystique about how they only used Alfonso mango pulp uh, for it. Uh, so uh, Dukes was famous for Mangola, which was not carbonated. And it was famous for three or four uh, other drinks, which were very popular in the Parsi community in Bombay. There was an ice cream soda, which was basically a sweet soda. There was a ginger ale, which was like vile. It was like medicinal and like caught you by the throat and made you, made you choke. It was like really strong. You had to be a a real lover of it to drink. And there was this intensely sweet, intensely pink raspberry soda, uh, which you would only get at Parsi weddings. It was this whole mystique at, at Parsi weddings. You would get like uh, all these drinks. And I think they're still produced in a small way, uh, just pretty much for the Parsi wedding market. This is what's interesting that, you know, despite all the cola wars and despite like all these gigantic companies, uh, local colas have, are still there. I mean, if you go into uh, Gujarat, you will still get uh, Vimto, and, and things like that. If you go to South, to South India, you will get Bovonto, which was a sort of weird, really weird cola with a sort of grape flavor. I live in Goa and, you know, I live a stone's throw away from a soda factory. Every morning I can see them loading crates of soda, but also flavored sodas, which are only sold in this Anjuna, Vagator-like area. But it's evidently enough demand uh, to, keep, to keep them going. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe, and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas, and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.